Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now, Dr. Mercedes Carnathon. She's vice chair of the Department of Preventative Medicine at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Um, and, and joins us uh, to talk about the American Heart and Lung Association's first ever large-scale lung health study. Dr. Carnathon, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Excited about this opportunity to talk about our study. Good. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. You know what? I thought you were a relative of mine. You did such a great job with it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, it, it is absolutely great to have you on. So, um, large scale lung health study. What, what does what does large scale mean? Like, how large does it have to be to consider to be considered that? Well, you know, we are really enthusiastic about this opportunity to assemble a group of. 4,000 young Mm. adults to be able to study their lung health across the life course. Uh, What I do for my daily life is that I'm an epidemiologist. So we study patterns of disease in population settings. So you ask the specific question about what defines large scale. And I would say certainly 4,000 meets that uh, bar as being a fairly large study. Absolutely. So you're assembling a young people for the study, and you say you're going to do it over a life course, so that that would be a longitudinal study where you're doing it over a period of time. What is it that you're looking for um, in, in this study? Yeah, thanks so much for the question. So what we're doing is we're recruiting adults who are ages 25 to 35 right now. We're measuring their lung health by taking images of their lungs and having them undergo pulmonary function tests. And then we're collecting additional information about their health history, their health behaviors, even their address history, so we can learn about the environments in which they've lived, so that we can relate those sets of exposures to their current lung health and lung function. And then, as you mentioned, it is a longitudinal study. What we hope to do is call them back in five years and 10 and 15 years so that we can see how these factors we're measuring relate to changes in lung health across the life course of these young adults. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you look at that and, and I think it's so interesting because your environment can certainly affect, I would think, what happens with your lungs if you live off say an expressway where you've got all these cars and trucks coming by with all these exo- all this exhaust, I would think that your lung health would be different from somebody who lived in a rural environment where you don't have that. You know, that's precisely the sort of question and hypothesis that we want to test. We certainly know that particulates uh, coming from industry, coming from cars, those sort of things can really cause a lot of harm in the long run to the lungs. And so we are measuring and comparing and thinking about how the patterns of change in lung health across the life course differ based on people who have those very differing exposures and even asking questions about not just where people live right now, but where did they grow up so that we can determine whether there are critical periods of life where exposure to harmful environmental chemicals 
seem to lead to more damage downstream than they might if they had occurred at a different point in life. So I guess the other thing that, that I'm always concerned with is the diversity of the participants in the study. We talk to doctors quite a lot. And, and one of the things I've learned is that um, black people tend to be underrepresented in, in a lot of studies. Have you taken special care to address that issue for this study? You know, that is a critical issue. Uh, as an epidemiologist, I do a lot of these research studies, and I've learned a lot myself about health disparities. We certainly know that black Americans tend to have shorter life expectancy than white Americans on average in this country. And this is because of disparities in these leading causes of death, lung diseases being amongst those. And so it's really important for us to include populations who are traditionally underrepresented, such as black adults in these studies. Because the tagline that I often use when recruiting is that, you know, we can only know what we know based on who we have the opportunity to study. So we need members of our black community to step up and to come be willing to join this observational study. We are not giving people anything. We are not exposing them to anything that really goes beyond standard clinical care. The participation in the study is safe. And what it does is it really adds to our knowledge base so that we can protect our community going forward and help to reduce some of these disparities in life expectancy. Mm -hmm. So when you get to the end of this study and you, you are, gather this information, you know, what are you going to do with it? Well, we don't need to wait till the end of the study to start to answer these questions because it's my hope that this study will continue long beyond the time that I'm still an investigator as I do fall outside. I'll, I'll let you guess which end of the 25 to 35 year old age range. Uh, so what we're going to do as, as a team of investigators are really test these hypotheses on an ongoing basis. You know, we'll start by looking at correlations or cross-sectional associations between uh, factors such as COVID-19 exposure or vaping to see how those um, lead to differences in current lung health. But over time, as we continue to study people, we're going to be able to produce uh, information that goes out into the medical literature, that goes to the general population about a range of other factors. We have hypotheses about regular physical activity being a protective factor. We have hypotheses about um, you know, maybe healthy diet or maintaining a healthy weight and how that may contribute to lung function changes over time. So what we really hope to do is to continue to investigate on a continuing basis. And as soon as we get these answers, to put them out there so that people can make decisions to protect their lung health. Yeah. So uh, do you still have room for people to participate? And if so, how do they sign up to be part of this study? Oh, we have lots of room. We are about 1,600 in towards our target of 4,000, and we're really pushing right now. So we encourage people who are listening to go to lung.org backslash lung study and sign up if uh, they can complete an online screener to determine eligibility. And one of our study coordinators who are located around the country will reach out and invite them in to a center that's close to their home and convenient 
for a three-hour in-person examination. So please, uh, con- con- you know, consider contributing to this really important initiative. And you're looking for young people uh, in what age range for this study? So we're looking to recruit adults ages 25 to 35 who don't have existing chronic conditions. Uh, so we're trying to get healthy young adults with a range of um, health behaviors and exposures to sign up for the study. All right. All right. Well, we'll make sure we share this with our audience. Again, you want to sign up for this study. It's lung.org backslash lung study. Um, and doctor, I want to thank you so much for joining us as Dr. Mercedes Carnathon. She is vice chair of the Department of Preventive Medicine at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, and she is the Lung Health Cohort Principal Investigator. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 